Tonight on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Marvel releases a first look featurette of Infinity War, my friends, and Guardians of the Galaxy 2 gets an unprecedented high score based on an early test audience. Plus, we'll be talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 13, Boom! You know, it's funny, it's the first time you've been on the, this cast, and uh, I know that Boom is the name of the episode, but it just sounds like it's your catchphrase. It basically is now. Yeah. Boom. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Uh, You sound a little weird tonight, Jeff. I'm Jeff Randall. (laughs) <laughs> this is Alyssa terry uh my beautiful girlfriend joining me tonight uh jeff is unfortunately very ill we planned to record a couple of times this week but we both had a lot going on and uh yeah now we're we're back to things and uh jeff got super sick he's like got it running over 100 fever he's like 102 fever yeah that's no good yeah. fortunately you have a very convenient option of someone who watches the show yeah Totally caught up. I think you're completely caught up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think you made sure that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so true. So true. Uh, well, so Alyssa, uh, how's your how's your night? How's everything going? It's going great. I took the day off, so I haven't showered. I'm smelly, and I'm satisfied with that. I haven't noticed. Lucky you. <laughs> how's your night? Uh, it's good. It's good. I'm excited to turn on the cast for the first time. Hope everybody, uh, we're, we're just really excited to be here. Um, we, uh, yeah, I really didn't want to go another week without a cast because we had to skip two weeks ago because of other busyness and illness. And now, uh, because Jeff's sick again, we may have had to skip tonight, but Alyssa is here to save the day and we're going to talk about some Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a very little bit of news. Not much. Not much going on. Uh, but thanks to a few of our friends over on the Facebook, we got a few things. Uh, first off, Nick Stevens sent, sent us two two major things on the Facebook. Thank you, Nick. Uh, first one was a featurette that we just watched. It's Infinity War, um, basically the day one of shooting, and they do just a bunch of... It's basically the beginning, as as Jeff always says, the beginning of the hype train for Infinity War. They're filming now, it's so real, and they have an interview, I guess an interview, it's more just the three of them standing and talking, uh, with Chris Pratt, Robert Downey Jr., and Tom Holland, all standing in a circle discussing their roles in the coming movies. So Spider-Man, Star-Lord, and... Iron Man. I somehow completely missed Chris Pratt in that. I promise I watched it with you. (laughs) Maybe my brain is just blocking it out for your own comfort, because I know Chris Pratt's like one of my two celebrity crushes. Oh, well, I appreciate you trying to hold back back your sexual desire for Chris Pratt. I didn't want to drool in front of you, so I think it just blocked it off. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) But, um, no, yeah, Chris Pratt was there. I completely missed it. Those are just... And it's day one of shooting. I don't know. I'm sure they're shooting it all out of order. They always do. But uh, it looked like they were on some sort of, like, distant planet, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things that they said in the in the uh, thing that piqued my interest, and I think it might be reve- might reveal... I'm going to uh, speculate a little bit about what it reveals. Um, First thing, the biggest thing they said that I thought was interesting was they said uh, they have to show a way for Thanos to be unexpected and uh, imposing. And they said they he introdu- they're going to have to introduce him to the Avengers in a way that shows he's a real threat. Mm-hmm. And actually, they said it shows he's the the worst villain they've ever faced. Right. I think someone's dying. You think? Yeah, based on just that one thing, I think someone is going to die almost immediately in Infinity War. Like, not even the end of the movie. They're, they're doing Infinity War Parts 1 and 2. I think you know that, right? I, I think I did know that. So yeah, this year, Guardians of the Galaxy comes out in May. Right. Then there's two more movies this year, Spider-Man and Thor. Okay. Then Infinity War is next May. Okay. Part 1, and then Infinity War Part 2 
You're right. I didn't know is that. Is the back next in the year. Day. So there's like th- the next three Mays are these huge tentpole Marvel movies: Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Part, Infinity War Part One, and Infinity War Part Two, which they've changed the name of. They haven't revealed yet what the second one's going to be called. It's going to be called Infinity. Blah blah blah. Probably. Speculate that too. Go. Uh, I'm Infinity uh, Death. Um, infinity gauntlet let's see what's infinity war is the first one so i'm gonna say like uh uh, see i think i've done i think i said infinity crisis before but that's like a different thing um yeah i don't know Hmm. thanos kills everyone i don't know i just think someone's gonna die i think someone's gonna die like not even late in the game like Early in the first movie. That would be an interesting choice because I we've all read articles about how Marvel's not serious about death. Like, people come back and... Right. It, you know, it doesn't really stick. So, it would be interesting if they could... Maybe if they changed their style a little bit and made someone big die. Yeah. Which, I will say, uh, who would they kill? Who would they kill? Who, who dies... Early enough that they're that throwaway, but it's a big enough deal for to prove Thanos' power. I can't... I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, I, I feel it would like, have to be one of the earliest characters, like uh, oh, you Captain think, America or... You think somebody who's like... Yeah, it, it feels like it'd have to be one of the first four. What if he, like, completely kicks Hulk's ass? Maybe, maybe. not kills him, but, like wastes hulk pretty extremely i don't know hulk keeps disappearing for different reasons yeah but no and one's so it's kind of his style you know sure we wouldn't be that impacted because it's just another time that hulk disappears for some chunk of time sure i think if someone physically besting the hulk would 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 maybe like you know, know show, show but oh, i don't know if you know this hulk is coming back sooner than the movie though Right. He's not. He's yeah. going to be in Thor. Right. I knew that. Which is this year. Uh, so he'll be back in the universe. We'll know where he is. We're probably going to get a little bit of precursor to Thanos. Maybe like a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes in Thor. Because they're out in the galaxy and seeing things. And there's a bunch. There's a whole other. And if you remember in Age of Ultron, Thor had all those visions mm-hmm. of of what's coming with the infinity gauntlet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he had a vision of what was in vision's head, not to say vision too many times in one sentence, but one yeah. thing I'm kind of interested about is, so I don't know if you guys are going to crucify me for this, but <laughs> I don't feel like Thanos seems like that big of a threat right now. He kind of seems cartoony and huh. not that interesting to yeah, me. I get that. And so I'm interested in how they turn him into this, this giant like the threat of all threats because he doesn't seem like that to me right now yeah and i think that's one reason you have to have two movies because we all know that the other thing you just said the the two things marvel gets criticized more than anything is the death thing they don't let people die and the shitty villain thing they don't have i don't agree with this i just think it's a choice of what they choose to focus on uh but people are always complaining that the villains are one-dimensional. With the exception of the Netflix villains, they're all great. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> but that's not the movies. Um, and uh, the, the point... The, the, it, screen time. It takes screen time to build a villain. Mm-hmm. And so far, the only one they've seemingly done that well with is Loki. Right. Most of the villains are admittedly throwaway. I don't think of that as necessarily a flaw with the movies, because I think most of the time they're they're choosing to tell the hero's story. They're not right. telling the villain's story. This is not the Dark Knight, you know? This is not like Heath Ledger's Joker, and the this is not almost any Batman movie. They're half about the villain, half about the hero. Marvel movies are about the hero, generally speaking. Right, and I don't have a problem with that, because it, it makes it feel very true to the genre of, hmm. uh, to me. Like, when I think about a comic book, they're or even like video games there are lots of smaller villains and they it's nice when they have dimension like i really did enjoy what they did with heath ledger's joker and whatnot it's great but it it doesn't necessarily seem like a flaw to me yeah i I just think you got to judge a movie on what it's trying to do Mm -hmm. and yes in the dark knight 
they're they're trying to build these really interesting villains uh, in the Dark Knight Rises. I'm sure he was trying to do that as well, but it was the worst movie, so he did a really poor job. <laughs> uh, but not to rag on DC any more than we have to. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get in trouble. Are you, oh, this is my first time. What on if the cast. I bring up? Uh, oh no! What if I bring up <laughs> Arrow and the Flash? <laughs> Well, that's just not fair because there's nothing good to say about those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she, yeah, I, I've said my fe- my feelings. We talked about it last week about uh, the the DC CW shows. I've seen every one of them, every episode, but I'm just, I still think they're just not as quality as a lot of the Marvel stuff. Um, and Alyssa knows that and makes fun of me every time she sees me watching it. <laughs> that's okay. I have to watch it like on my phone with headphones in. <laughs> it's true. Or else I make fun of him openly. Because <laughs> she, she doesn't even know what's going on. She doesn't know what show is on. She just walks in the room like, oh, what is this acting? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> is no. this supposed to be bad? Is this like some sort of, are they pretending for someone's sake in the room? Like what's happening? <laughs> she like thinks the bad acting is so bad. It has to be part of the plot. <laughs> Now you've told all my secrets. <laughs> yes. I made you talk bad about DC. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> Wait, there's, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about for oh, Infinity yeah, yeah. Wars. Um, the other thing I'm curious to see is, so we have all of these superheroes that we're all attached to. There are a lot of them with really great stories. Absolutely. And then how are they going to give them sufficient screen time and make them all a part of the bigger plot when there's just how many how many people would be in that that we know of how many big superheroes are I mean there? <laughs> there's like eight Avengers in the Avengers movies at this point right then we've got five Guardians of the Galaxy plus we might be adding Guardians of the Galaxy in the new Guardians movie right plus we've got uh almost everyone's sidekick has been announced to be in the movies like obviously like Iron Man has Rhodey and uh Captain America has Bucky and, um, yeah, it's just kind of like, uh, they, they, I think they, they, they mentioned it. They have a big whiteboard with all the characters they could possibly use from mm-hmm. the movies that are currently happening. And I think it was something like 56 characters right? that they could use. And some of those are like happy, which is like uh, Iron Man's, uh, security guard, right. head of security or whatever now, uh, like you know, he doesn't need much screen time. He's amazing. He started the whole universe. He better be in this one, right? I guess. John Favreau, the guy who plays Happy, is the director of the first Iron Man movie. So he oh, yeah. started the whole universe. So he kind of has to be in an Infinity War, I think. Okay. Uh, I do think your idea of Captain America dying, I think, might be spot on. You think? I think it could be. Because I feel like if, if your theory is correct, it has to be someone we really care about to yeah. make it seem real. And it's got to be a real death yeah it does i don't want them playing with the only my my only fear and i I don't want them playing with death in this movie if someone dies i want them to die but i also really don't want infinity war to happen without any of these characters right no like i want these characters around for it but i also feel like they have to kill someone to give it stakes to show i guess maybe they don't have to kill someone it's just a theory i just thought that when i heard that it could be that he just shows up and bests everyone like um they really have a massive defeat at the hands of thanos like what if he shows up and he's they're not even they don't even register on his radar in the first battle like he comes to do something like destroy a city or something Mm mm-hmm and he just does it. And they're trying to stop him, and he's just flicking them off like fleas. Like, mm-hmm. they don't have to die, but you can still Or doesn't still be even like, acknowledge them. Yeah, like, he's, they're not even, like, on... Yeah, just whatever. Yeah, I just do what I do. What I do. You, don't, you don't affect me. I'm, yeah. I'm a galactic threat. Right. Um, yeah. But you've got like, characters like Hulk and Thor who are physical. Basically, they're only physical. They're, they're a physical fighting force right then you've got characters like captain america iron man and doctor strange who are more tactical in their like thinking and they're 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 more the uh you know uh, you, you've got you've got characters who are more thinking characters and more that are just brute force i hit you with a hammer you're done that kind of thing right. um if he showed up and he was 
both of those things, mm-hmm. that would be kind of interesting. Like he's besting everyone mentally, but also can crush the Hulk with one hand, you know? Right. Could be. There's still a lot of ways they could do it, but it's got to be done well and it's going to be hard. <laughs> that will be a hard, a hard task to complete. Yeah, for sure. Um, without losing a character. The, the other thing I'm worried about is if they do kill someone, now that they've introduced time travel <laughs> right? with Doctor Strange, I'm both concerned and excited because I love time travel stories. I know you do. But I hate stories with no stakes. Right. And that's kind of what I was thinking. I'm hoping they don't just pull a sneaky time travel trick yeah. and then we all go back and then we get to do... The infinite, the second Infinity Wars. Yeah, the second Infinity War movie is, is just really the first Infinity War movie again with them yeah. going back and trying it all over right. again. <laughs> that would be terrible. It could be terrible, but that's basically what happens in Back to the Future too, and it's great. <laughs> as long as like Captain America is hiding in the scaffolding, scaffolding while Captain America is doing a sweet guitar solo on stage, I'll be happy. <laughs> I know you would. So, what else do we have? Um, oh, this was really neat. Um, someone shared this with us on Facebook. Um, and I don't have it down who that was. Same person. Uh, I didn't think it was. I think it may have been Randy who shared this with us on Twitter. Oh. Uh, a guy named Randy. <laughs> I'll take credit for it. I tried to share it with you. You and did. You actually failed. did bring this. I was like, I don't have any, I don't have any, I don't have much news. And you were like, did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy thing? I was like, yes, it's the one thing I saw. The two things I saw. One of the two things I saw. Um, you only ever bring really big news. Yeah. This is great news. Uh, apparently, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 got an unprecedented high score at its first audience test screening they got a hundred right a hundred percent um i don't know how many people they were showing it to but apparently they do this for every marvel movie they show these test screenings and they've never in the first 13 movies no movie has gotten a hundred they 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 said their highest were i think iron man one and avengers okay and they got in like the high 90s so that's pretty good but a hundred percent. Can you imagine? That means a hundred percent of the people in the room put a hundred percent. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, that makes me. It all. It gives me chills thinking about how. Ex- I, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy one. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Like you started a podcast because of it. I think I, I did. I did. <laughs> I did. I've been doing this for every week for three years now because <laughs> I loved guardians of the galaxy so much. Two, two hours of your life were amazing and yeah. has now affected hundreds of hours. of your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm really excited about it coming out. I like to surprise you with tickets as soon as they go on sale. Yeah, you do. And Super so sweet. This one will be like the best the best twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is one that I'll definitely see as soon as I possibly can, and probably twice on the same night, like I did with Age of Ultron. <laughs> oh, just so good, so so good. Um, I cannot wait. Um, so I think that's really all the news I wanted to cover personally. Uh, did you have any news that you wanted to cover? We just covered my news. I'm yeah. going to take credit for it. Yeah, that was your news. I got to I got to grasp for everything I can. <laughs> got to get all the credit. I it's do. your first time on the cast. You got to like make sure you establish credibility. Plus you threw me under the bus with all that DC stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty Don't worry. pissed about it. Anyone that still listens to this podcast is probably not getting too pissed off about the DC talk cuz Jeff is way worse than you. <laughs> It wasn't bad. You did it all. You spoke for me entirely. It was, I mean, you said some mean things, but we'll move on. Um. You can't end things that way. <laughs> you can't fair. just wrap up what we were talking about by completely <laughs> with completely false information. So let's talk about. Uh, let's uh, read some some feedback things that people are talking about. Um, Nick Stevens, who sent us the. Um, video uh of of the first look at infinity war that we just talked a lot about um asked uh with 35 seconds left to the end of this where is thor's hammer and there's a moment where uh, it's rocket raccoon and thor fighting side by side uh and he's holding something that does kind of look like it's not his hammer Oh, yeah? It looks like almost like a spear or something. It looks a little longer and it just looks a little different, but I 
I think it's just an art department weirdness. Like, I don't know. You I'm mean, not sure. You may be right, Nick. It may be a great call. And if so, Nick Nick called it. I'm on Nick's side. Okay. I have no real input, but I feel like someone should be. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. <laughs> uh, it. It just looks like... It, I could see it being just like a bad drawing of the hammer. Because he's holding something. It's just... And it, it, it's a long... It looks too long to be the hammer. Mm-hmm. But... It might just be because it's a drawing; it's not an actual picture. So oh, it could yeah. be just, could just be they drew it weird. Maybe he's just holding it at the very bottom in a way that makes no mechanical sense. Yeah, yeah, but I but mean, artists. it's it's Mjolnir, so it doesn't have to make mechanical sense. You can't pick it up. That's true. Uh, except for Vision. Best moment, best moment of uh, Age of Ultron. I think that was a really great moment. Yeah, really good. Um, okay. Uh, Randy on Twitter says he watched Powerless last night. I he says sorry, watched Powerless last night. I think it's it for me. I think he's saying he's done with it. Powerless, the new DC show, which you haven't seen yet. No, of course I haven't had a chance to dislike that one yet. No, you haven't. And what? I would say it's not nearly as dislikable to you. It's not going for the same. It's not dramatic. It's a comedy. Oh, okay. It's a comedy show that happens in the DC, inside the DC universe. Is it a CW show? No, it's not. Okay. It's like a NBC show, I think. Okay. And it stars Alan Tudyk. Okay. Of Wash fame. Yeah. Um, I might be interested. You know, I really did like the first episode of Legends, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I did yeah. like that. I think it's I good. might have liked the second episode, too. It's, at some point, you fell off, though. <laughs> I, I did. I fell off. This has become a CW show. Yes. Um, well, Powerless is a comed- comedy take, uh, but it's supposed to be happening in the DC Universe. Uh, they mention both, they work for Wayne Corp, like mm-hmm. the, the whole, the group works in Wayne in Wayne Tech or whatever. Yeah. So they're working for Bruce Wayne, and like, Alan Tudyk is playing like, oh gosh, what's his name? I don't even know. Something Wayne. He's like Randall Wayne or something. He's like one of Bruce Wayne's second cousins or something working in the company. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty good. It's not great. I think it, it kind of smacked of network comedy. Oh, okay. But it does have Alan Tudyk, Ron Funches. Uh, oh, fun. Yeah. I like Ron Funches a lot. And Danny Pudi, uh, who is from Community. I don't know if you know him. I probably would recognize him. Yeah, but I'm I think you would. terrible at TV and actors. And I can tie it back to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because Danny Pudi was in the Marvel Cinematic Universe for a scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so all that counts. Um, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, Even though our listener was not a fan, potentially. Yeah, yeah uh, and, and I totally fair. I think. That yeah, I'm not sure. He said it's it for me. I'm not sure if he meant it's not for me. Or if he meant this is it. It's the end is, all be all. Yeah, this is the show for me. I kind of got a little confused. Sorry, Randy. I read it a little more positively than you did. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was oh. thinking this is it for me. Okay, well maybe I'm wrong. I just no, I'm always wrong. <laughs> I didn't think the show was good enough for it to be like this is the best show. Uh, but it, it was serviceable. It's fine, and it has great people in it. So if it. Maybe it'll develop. Yeah, I hope so. I really do. Um, okay, so uh, Omer Almalia uh, said to us on Facebook, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 trailer spoiler. So uh, if you don't want to know about trailers, you might not want to listen. I'm going to close my ears. <laughs> You're on the show this week. Sorry. Oh, um, crap. It says, uh, did we see Mantis die in a TV spot? And it's a funny bit. Uh, and it's a funny bit. If so, then we reached a new low of trailer spoilers. Um, he's talking about in the in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two trailer, the most recent one that I don't think you've seen. No. Um, <laughs> they're all standing in this very like uh, big posy way. They're all like a camera swirling around them, and there's a new character named Mantis on the ground, and she's like posing in a little kung fu stance mm-hmm. and like a fireball comes and just hits her and like blows her away like she flies off the screen and uh right before it happens uh i uh 
Drax is like, oh, watch. Ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, tries to warn her, but doesn't make it in time, and Mantis just flies off. <laughs> and uh, that's what he's referring to. It does kind of look like she dies in that moment, which I'm pretty sure is not what happens. She yeah. can't die. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine they showed it and then treated it with such irreverence maybe but it is a new character that no one has any feelings yeah, about so. it could be that she's only in one scene and, and then they're it. like she's a new guardian of the galaxy camera swirl boom she's dead hey that's my catchphrase oh uh, sorry boom she's dead uh i think it is very very possible uh that i it, it does kind of seem like something james gunn would do to just kill her in a trailer <laughs> James Gunn likes to play with the format, uh, but I still don't. I don't think that's what happened. I don't know, but I guess be. we'll see in what May. May. Very excited about May. I know you are. Very excited. So May. excited. The most excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Brian Keegan on Facebook says, "Did you guys watch Legion? It's so confusing and good." It's pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure my sanity broke while watching it. I just need to hear others' opinion on it. Um, unfortunately, Brian, I have not watched Legion yet, but I promise you, I will watch it this week, and I will report back. It is not a Marvel Cinematic Universe show, so it's not probably something we'll cover unless it's just amazing. Okay. Uh, but it looks looks amazing. Like I've seen, I've only seen trailers so far, and it looks like maybe maybe one of the better. It's one of the better marketed shows I've seen. It looks really great. I only watch things that you tell me to watch. I know. So we'll see how <laughs> well, that goes this week. <laughs> maybe we'll try to watch that tonight. Um, so, yeah, Legion. Uh, if, anybody, if, if everybody's feeling like we should cover it, let us know. Uh, even though it's not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if it's that amazing, it might be worth covering. Uh, because it is in the Marvel Universe. Just a slightly different Marvel Universe. Also, with Deadpool... Logan looking as amazing as it does. It does look awesome. And Legion looking as amazing as it does. It does. I'm feeling pretty good about the uh, X-Men universe. Yeah, I'm really excited about the new Logan movie. Yeah. It, it looks interesting and dark. Mm-hmm. And I do like a good dark movie. Yeah. I You don't think it looks I don't dark? I think it looks real dark. Oh, okay. I don't know how much my feelings for Logan are purely affected by the Johnny Cash song in the trailer. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's so good. It's like the the Johnny Cash song's so good and it ties to the trailer so well and his like bloody scratched up knuckles like reaching around in his old man mentor's hand like it just it's just just beautiful. Like that that trailer was art. It was. I don't know if the movie is going to live up to that art, but the trailer was art. And the new trailers look good. Uh, but I don't have the same feeling that I had listening to that Johnny Cash song. I think I've only seen that one because I only watch trailers you make me watch. <laughs> she has the brightest side of everything because I only show her like, this thing's amazing. You have to watch it. Um, and you deliberately don't watch trailers. Because I know. I feel like all what, of them what are movie spoilers. Was it? What movie was it that like totally turned you off trailers forever? Uh, it was I feel a like it was movie. one of the Marvel movies. Yeah, I think it may have been Ultron. You were just like, I felt like I knew everything oh, yeah. going into that movie. I think it was Ultron. And yeah. it ruined trailers for me forever. So, I haven't watched a trailer unless Matt made me. When did Ultron come out? Has it been a year? Has it been two, two years? Two years. Yeah, I haven't watched a trailer <laughs> for two years of any movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I respect that. I respect that. Um, Good, because it's not changing. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, thanks for hanging out. We're going to go into a spoiler section now of uh, the um, uh, before and talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 4, Episode 13. What? I pointed at you for your catchphrase. Boom. Thank you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I forgot my catchphrase already. <laughs> uh, so if, uh, but before we do, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to reach out to us, look, uh, look us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or call us and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. You guys can join the conversation all those places, mcucast pretty much everywhere, uh, five seven three cast mcu is the phone number um yeah thank you i feel like i should add a 
a disclaimer here. If you decide to stop following the show because of me, please don't do that. If I don't, <laughs> if I don't live up to the Jeff Randall standards, <laughs> tune in for next week. I'll be gone. Yeah, Jeff Randall will be back soon, but unless you're doing a great job. Thanks. I feel like you have to say that you're biased. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, now, guys. So the, what we normally do here, Alyssa, since I don't think you've listened to an episode of this podcast since like in Ever. about three years. No, um, I think I stopped watch, listening to your podcast with... Oh, my, before I ever started the MCU cast. Yeah. Yeah, so she hasn't listened to a podcast in a real long time. But it's not because of you. It's because I really don't like listening to podcasts. I'm sorry. I get it. It's just that I don't like taking my... Con- I'll read it. If you guys made a transcript of your episode, <laughs> I would so read it. I'm going to do that just for you. And I'll Find do it. Find some sort of text, uh, voice-to-text thing. There you go. Um, Dragon. There you go. <laughs> okay, so what we do right here is we go into our spoiler section, and I normally say three, two, one, and Jeff yells out the best spoiler he can think of for the episode. Okay, give me a minute, and I'll, so I'll think So someone has, like, three seconds. Well, part of the fun is he has to think of it, and he always forgets to think of it ahead of time. So, like, I'm, I'm counting down, and he's, like, scrambling for a good spoiler. And there's a good one here. I think you've got a good one. Or two. Or three. I don't know. You do what you can. All right, ready? We're entering the spoiler section. In three... <laughs> Two, one. Eight is also a real person. I don't know. Eight is also a real person. That's a good one. That's a good one. I was thinking oh. Senator Nadir dies. Oh, yeah. That was a big deal, and they blew right past it. I feel like mine is still better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I get that. Uh, we had uh, Sherman Smith on Facebook say, wow, Nadir blew up real good. Um, and he's right. She did. And she doesn't look like she's coming back. I know, but they didn't really show if she cocooned or not. Right? I thought I was pretty sure she didn't. You're pretty sure she didn't cocoon? Yeah, I mean, he he was fully cocooned, and she's still just standing there. He's maybe, fully transformed. Maybe she's a slower cocoon. Her brother was a slower cocoon. Right, he was the slowest of all cocoons. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. <laughs> but maybe it's genetic. They did talk a lot about genetics. They right did. Right before they blew her up. They did. I, uh... I think she's dead, but who knows? It is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I'm going to be contrarian and say that she's a cocoon that just got blown several hundred miles away or something. I think that's exactly how me and Jeff always land on things. Like, one of us takes a position and the other one's just like, nah. okay. <laughs> We're the worst yes-anders. <laughs> but right. I, wouldn't it be funny if they showed Senator Nadir cocoon, like, land on, like, a cute family's lawn, and so now she's now their lawn ornament? Yeah. Little, little... Uh, Nadir uh, Lawn Gnome. <laughs> it's not that small. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's a shorter lady, I think. I don't know. I don't, even know, I don't know that she enters Lawn Gnome size qualifier. I mean, maybe that's her inhuman ability. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you get to find out their ability until they decocoon. <laughs> I mean, if their if their size changes dramatically, maybe you have to. <laughs> I imagine that they just break from their cocoon much smaller. And so you yeah. see this, like, you know, normal-sized person cocoon, and that out comes, like, an Ant-Man-sized yeah. person. Maybe they think that the cocoon is empty. Yeah. <laughs> That's the shitty power. <laughs> I mean, Ant-Man has arguably a cool power. Oh, he has a super cool power. Yeah, well, we I don't want to dig into it too hard, but... Because we have in the past. But my big problem with Ant-Man is his, his power makes no sense. <laughs> I mean, yes. The the science behind the Like, okay, you can shrink your molecules closer together. You become denser. Great. But you got to stick with that. Yeah. Throughout the, throughout the whole movie, they like just keep going back and forth on whether he has mass or not. <laughs> You're talking to an engineer right now. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. If just being short isn't a great power. <laughs> Maybe that's Senator Deer's best quality. Yeah, no now. no offense to any short people. Being short is great. It's fine. It's just not a superpower. <laughs> if you thought it was, I apologize. Um, Hate to burst your bubble. Just not a superpower. <laughs> it, it, there are things you can do as a short person you can't do as a uh, you know, normally heighted person. <laughs> like you're closer to the bottom, Captain. <laughs> you know. can, you know, you can be wi- wily. You can... 
get through things. I saw a lady limbo under a car. I saw someone limbo under two 20-ounce soda bottles. Like, they, those were what was holding the bar up. That's crazy. How are you even that skinny? Like, That's crazy. I couldn't lay on my back and roll under. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah, this this uh, extreme limboing. It's, it's reached new heights. Okay. So. New lows. <laughs> new lows. I'm Good Jeff call. Randall today. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Sure. What did you think of this episode? I thought it was really good. I enjoyed all the stuff with Ada. That was a surprise for me. Yeah. the I, I, I love the amount... It gives Ratcliffe a lot of dimension. It does. We know now, at least to some degree, why he was pursuing... um, Regeneration or replacement. Replacement, saving people's lives. Apparently, she says in this episode, he started out replacing arms. Right. uh, Replacing limbs that were lost. And then he wanted to replace... The reason it seems like he built Ada, possibly, was to copy her consciousness over. Maybe. Uh, at least it seems it seems like that was part of his plan. He was talking about robotics as a way of extending life. So I was thinking he had a chance to do that today, and he didn't do it. No, he didn't. Which I thought was interesting. Well, he said, "I've given up robotics. I've I've got a new thing, which is the framework, which is a whole lot of interesting. Because um, mm-hmm. w- they could go anywhere with that. I mean, they basically now have the Matrix, <laughs> right, on the show. Yeah, it's it's a cool concept." I wish I could talk about our other show that deals with it, because I like that the way they dealt with that one a lot too. Which show is that? Black Mirror. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you can mention it. Uh, there, there's a Black Mirror episode that deals with similar concepts. Yes, and it was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it was a really good episode. If you guys haven't watched Black Mirror, you're missing out. It's great. Yeah, it's really good sci-fi. Yeah, kind of morality issues. Sure. It's good. Yeah, which is my favorite kind of sci-fi stuff that really deals with like. Real moral quandaries. That's why I love Star Trek. That's why right. I grew up loving Star Trek. Was that like really putting two options on the table and you're not sure which one is right? Mm-hmm. I think that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, and it makes you wrestle with your own beliefs and your own thought processes. Um, whereas so much of the genre fiction these days is just villain hero. Mm-hmm. It's pretty clear. So- and that goes for. Even for a lot of sci-fi, it's just villain hero. <laughs> That's true. I did want to talk about, regarding Ada, the necklace that she... Oh, Ada is creepy as shit, isn't she? Right. I think she got creepier. She's been creepy. I mean, she's been a little creepy, but I think they might have played this... it up a little in preparation for... What was her name? The real Ada. I don't remember. I remember it all. This is the kind of thing Jeff remembers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not blaming you. I'm sorry, just saying. everyone. Don't stop watching. <laughs> Listening. I'm just saying. Yeah, the the person that Ada was based on, which I do not remember her name, uh, well, it was awesome, uh, but Ada has been more and more... She just... Ever since she play, had the episode where she was the evil robot and... Tried to kill everyone, <laughs> or whatever. She didn't try to kill everyone. She just tried to steal the dark hold. Uh, but ever since that episode, I haven't really been able to look at her without like a, l- a little suspect. A little suspect, right? And I think before I could almost pretend like she was a a person, yeah, like a human. And then ever since then, she seemed very robotic to me. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. I've just, just be- felt like she has a lot. Some some <sighs> when she likes. St- strokes the face on the picture this episode she did a lot of things she stroked the face on the picture that was her like her the person she's modeled after her likeness yeah and she finds out that that's someone radcliffe loves she watches radcliffe hold her hand she always this like she's play the the actress is playing it wonderfully because she she's playing confused like she's trying to process like computer confused it's really interesting she's trying to process the information of ratcliffe kissing the woman's hand even though he says out loud it doesn't matter that she's dying Mm -hmm. obviously ratcliffe doesn't fully believe that because a consciousness in a computer isn't the same thing as a human being right um or is it i mean we can we can talk about that but um uh 
there's obviously a moment where Ratcliffe is mourning her death and kisses her hand and shows how much affection he has for her. And then Ada immediately after that steals that necklace. It's almost mm-hmm. like she's wanting to become the woman mm-hmm. that Radcliffe loves. Yeah. You think that's the motivation? That's what I, don't I know, gathered. But that's sort of a strange motivation. Like why, how does that benefit her? I feel like Ada's, I mean, if nothing else, she's, she's a computer. So her motivations aren't super complicated, even though they are trying to mess with, I don't know, consciousness and what makes yeah. a human a human. We'll have to see. Cause I don't know. When they did the turn where you found out Radcliffe had been controlling Ada all along, it seemed like, oh, Ada is just a tool. Mm-hmm. But now they're actually playing with this consciousness idea. Right. Um, and her taking the necklace, I don't think she took the necklace just because she liked how it looked on her no. doppelganger. <laughs> so, like, is she trying? I don't know. My best guess is she's trying to become more like her because that's the girl who Radcliffe loves. Mm-hmm. Something about loving her creator and wanting her creator's affection. Mm-hmm. Uh, wanting her creator to care about her the way he cares about this other human that looks like her. Yeah. I'm in- I'm interested to see. Yeah. Me too. Me too. The other thing that I really enjoyed from this episode was when Daisy decided to kind of defeat the villain by blowing him up repeatedly. Yeah, that was That fun. was super fun. It was fun, except it was like, she's going to exhaust him, but it also exhausted her. So it was kind of right. like, who has the most uh, stamina here? Right. <laughs> she just had her team on her side, and he was basically an individual. I liked that a lot, too. I liked it because it was... It was a nice way out of it that was easily visible from an outsider. Like... I, I kind of would have hated if she just got good at at absorbing his his energy or whatever. Right. Because that's, that's, that's basically, that's a nonsensical, nonsensical solution. <laughs> Reversing it and deciding to blow him up was like, oh, that makes sense. It slows, even, even if it, it's just to slow him down. Like, right. Even if he just keeps blowing up to, so that he is slowed, like that still makes sense. Yeah. It was fun. And I don't even know that she really exhausted him. She blew him up, blew him up, blew him up, and then they just sucked him in that little thing. Sucking him into that little ball made me think of the Gravitonium. Oh. You remember the Gravitonium? Yes. That's impressive. That was like four seasons ago. Look at me. I know we talk about this shit, but you just watched that episode like one time four years ago. And then I'm done. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, it made me think, so now they have this this new uh, Shockley. Uh, this new Inhuman trapped in a little ball. I don't know if they're going to leave him there. Right. I don't know. Is he conscious in his gaseous form? Do you think he just reforms in a in a tiny ball? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't think so. It looked like they were sucking him in there to keep him in his gaseous form somehow. Like okay. keep his molecules separate. But I don't know. They didn't explain it. They said we're going to have to work on a containment device. And then they just show up with that ball. They never really have a moment where they're like, this will keep him in his whatever, or this will trap him in a ball version of himself. But it made me think about, they've got him trapped in this thing. Somewhere in the world, we have this gravitonium ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe last we saw it was like season, end of season one, being picked up by that billionaire who right. disappeared and we still haven't seen him. Yeah. I was thinking they would have addressed that by now, but. I, I for sure thought we were going to see him in season two. I thought mm-hmm. for sure that... Uh, that that was how it's going to start. Yeah, That's or what I was thinking. something. The yeah. character would be back. Um, but he's not. He's nope. just still gone. For, and I love that. I love that kind of like cold... I love that cold case stuff where mm-hmm. like we have a thing that just will show up eventually. Yeah. Um, and, and I feel like Shockley is now another one of those things. They could bring back this season or at any point they could like... Have a power failure, and Shockley could suddenly ungasify. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, I I, I just like them leaving, and I, I think Shockley was a really interesting character. I He's like he a self-loathing inhuman that wants to kill all inhumans. Right, that's his mission. That's cool. And then I guess find some way to self-destruct. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think he's self so selfish that he would not self-destruct in a permanent way? I don't know. I don't know either. He definitely still seemed to be subservient to the superior. 
but I don't know if that'll last. Like, if he came back, maybe he'd realize... If he's conscious in that ball and they keep him there for years, who knows? He could come back insane. He could come back uh, with a huge vendetta because no one ever came to save him. Right. Uh, could be anything. Could just hate S.H.I.E.L.D. because think about the torture. If you're conscious, the torture of just being in a gaseous form trapped in a ball for that long. <laughs> Maybe. The boredom, the... But if your brain hasn't formed, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he's conscious, if he's conscious, somehow, and he may not be. It may be. It may be uh, four seasons from now if the show lasts. He reforms. He he reforms, and he's like, "I'm here to stop the Inhuman leader of Shield." Like who? Oh, that guy's been gone a long time. (laughs) He turned his suit on and killed himself like three seasons ago. (laughs) Yeah. So what was what was something in the episode that you really enjoyed? We talked about my stuff. Well, uh, I definitely liked them giving some new motivation uh, and new interesting stuff for Radcliffe. Because I think Radcliffe, I mean, Radcliffe's been the character of the season. You know, right. they ended last season with a little uh, teaser about him, about him creating Ada, and now he's just been like. Uh, as much as Ghost Rider was a part of the birth, first part of the season, but even in that section, Ratcliffe was still the kind of the recipient of the inertia of the storyline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and now they're facing off with this, uh, this, this, these Russians, and I almost feel like they might defeat the Russians, and Ratcliffe could still keep rolling, you know, mm-hmm. as like a background character. Last year he worked for Hive. This year he's working for the Russians. Uh, it just could be anything. And I want to know where the framework is going, because the framework is not going away. Right. Not, or it is, and that pushes Radcliffe over the edge. Like, what if the framework does get destroyed, or the Russians threaten to destroy it or whatnot? Um, then you've got Ratcliffe believing that the only life he's given that woman, of th- this this person that he loves... Uh, is getting destroyed. Like he now has to protect that framework with his life. Basically. Like, I feel like that's an interesting take on it. Um, if, if what if May's, you know, you see her flinching at the end. What if she's working from the inside to destroy it? (laughs) And Ratcliffe has to somehow stop her. Uh, I don't know. It's it's interesting stuff. Yeah. I also want to know who May is now. Uh, you, you, we talked about it last week on the show, but, um, May is defined by what happened in Bahrain. Right. By killing that young girl. Right. Um, in this, now she's living out of fantasy and in a world where she has no longer had that happen. Right. And in, uh, I brought it up last week, but in Avengers, or uh, in Civil War, uh, <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. talks about using that as therapy. He watches himself go through the same thing, but with a different ending, mm-hmm. so that he has a chance to say goodbye to his parents, and how that can like psychologically heal him. Right. Like, what if May comes back just a different person? <laughs> like, what if she can actually let go and love Colton? Yeah, it's very possible. So can... But then one of them has to die. <laughs> I know. Because it's a Whedon show. Um, <laughs> honestly, that's not even just a Whedon thing. Uh, people can't get together on television. It's... It's the it's like the it's the Gilligan's Island problem. Yeah, it breaks the tension. Yeah, and you can't actually get off the island. That's true. Ruins the show. Well, then I hope May comes back angry, so that they don't kill her off. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, th- I don't think she will. I think she's going to come back really affected by the experience. Um, and in a way, oh man, when she comes back and because in the in the in the framework, she still has her husband too. Mm-hmm. So, those are two major um, pains that she's gone through that she just will not have gone through, or at least her mind may believe now that she didn't go through. Or maybe she has to, she comes back and has to relive the hurt of realizing that those things did happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely part. Of it. It's it's almost like being ripped out of heaven. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> she got put in heaven and now she's going to be pulled out, which is another Whedon thing to do. <laughs> Um, I want to sing it now. Do um, it. Sing it. I was in heaven. 
Sorry, Buffy musical. You guys should check it out. Um, <laughs> um, I don't remember the melody very well, so I don't. I didn't remember it at all. I was sort of curious as to where you're like, going with that. Goes into a weird like heaven. I think I was in heaven. Okay, sorry. Um, let's talk about what to see what everybody else is talking about when they sure. talk about this episode. Sure. Just better introducing things. He's also better at reading. I'm not a very good reader, so I normally let him do this part. <laughs> <laughs> I can read for you. Uh, it's okay. I'll try to, you know, be an adult. Okay. I'm for it. <laughs> Sherman Smith on Facebook says, uh, didn't care about Hunter one way or the other, but I miss Bobby. I would love to see Mockingbird in the MCU. Um, Yeah, I miss Bobby too. I miss Hunter too, though. I, I liked Hunter a lot. I liked both of them. Yeah. They were interesting characters. And you know, you know what happened to him, right? I... Uh, think so on the show well, they, they died in the bar no <laughs> did, I, did i make up a show they didn't die in the bar <laughs> they just left shield and they did a, oh, a yeah. salute to them in the bar oh that's true they just I, left i killed them off <laughs> sorry guys i love it but no what happened is they had a you know they were going to be go on the run right they had a new show coming out called uh Marvel's Most Wanted. Right, and that got canceled or stopped before Yeah, it they made a pilot and then it didn't go. Right. So, they're out there. They still exist. They didn't die like you thought they did. <laughs> I like to make the stakes in Marvel real on my own. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough death in the MCU. I'm just going to kill off a few characters. <laughs> Why not? When they come back, I'll be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll blame Marvel for not making real stakes <laughs> for something I did. <laughs> Well, I, uh, I they can still come back. I think that Bobby and Hunter will be back, at least to close off their storyline, um, if not to come back to the show, because they were great characters. Good enough characters that they wanted to spin them off into their own show, and right. then because they did that, they had to leave the show, and then they can't come back. I don't know. I wonder what those actors are working on now. I don't know. They're both great, though. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. Uh, and sexy. I don't know. My my heart still is with Chris Pratt. <laughs> Dre Thompson on Facebook said, "Okay, I know not everyone will get the sports references, but I f- <laughs> I love that he prefaced it with that because there have been a few times where me and Jeff just did not get sport re- sports references, and Dre has been our uh, our, our sports uh, liaison, helped us know what we know what some of these people are talking about. I'm excited. I did." get all the sport re- sports references in this i think I'm i think impressed. well i, w- I want to see if i get them because i am slightly better at sports than you uh, yeah that's true maybe he says but i found it funny that they had the patriot give constant football references just after the patriots super bowl win <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny i don't know if i wonder if, i don't think this episode was this episode was probably already filmed and edited before i'm sure uh, before the Super Bowl win, but they, well, I don't know. I don't know when, I don't know when this was filmed and edited, edited, but that is pretty I'm funny. I'm guessing more than a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think so. Um, it, it's some, it's Sometimes these shows aren't that far ahead, but oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think so. I think it would have been before the Super Bowl. Um, maybe they had two versions. Maybe they had uh, Falcon show up and make football references. Maybe. That's a possibility. Yeah, there it, it is a possibility. <laughs> Um, look at me. I knew both both teams in the Super Bowl. Did you just hear that? I think I had to tell you who both of the teams in the Super Bowl were No, once. you did not. And then we accidentally... Well, we turned it on when we were waiting for a different show. <laughs> yeah. I got to see the most exciting minute and a half of football. Yeah, that was a pretty exciting minute and a half. I, uh... <laughs> I found out who was in the f- <laughs> in the Super Bowl this year because I was sitting outside of a restaurant in Atlanta and these people were talking about... Uh, the Patriots, and they were like, what do you think about the Patriots this year? And I said, "Um, I'm going to be real with you, sir. I'm not sure what sport you're talking about. (laughs) And he, and they laughed. He's like, you just don't care at all, do you? And I was like, I don't. But... Is it football? (laughs) And he was like, the Super Bowl's tomorrow, dude. And I was like, oh, wow. I did not know that. And then he's like, the Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons are in it. And I looked around me, and there were Falcons banners 
everywhere <laughs> on the street because I was in Atlanta. And uh, yeah, I just completely, just my eyes were blind to it. Completely blind to it. I did not know, I didn't know the Falcons were in it. I didn't know what was going on. All right. Now, back to Dre. Back to Dre's words. Um, when Coulson compared Mace's position to what he went through with the Avengers, I was pretty sure Mace was going to die. Of course, now that they've said he's dying, I know he'll at least make it through the season. See, you hear that? Dre knows how TV works. <laughs> Spoilers, Dre. <laughs> yeah. I'm the worst at TV. Yeah, she is constantly surprised because she doesn't know that when someone put, hangs a lampshade on something like that, they're like, oh, that means it's probably not going to happen because it's no longer a surprise. But I think in this case, I could see Patriot dying because he makes the sacrifice play. You okay. know? I, I almost thought it was going to happen this episode. Oh, yeah? Um, just like Dre, when they talked about his um, his connection to Coulson and the Avengers definitely made it set it up like he could die and when he said i'm the blocker and he went back to fight mm-hmm. i was like ooh, ooh, he might win this f- battle save everyone and right. then fall dead you know yeah from the serum uh but and i still think he's still gonna be he's still been captured uh and i wonder if they'll take his suit away i don't know that seems like probably a good move but they don't know they think he's an inhuman that's true. So they may not take his suit away, not knowing that it's the source of his power. I don't know. Also, we don't have clear how long an injection lasts. Mm-hmm. It seems like it lasts a while because a few episodes ago he said something about, um, I was just just about out of my last injection when they attacked me with that sniper bullet mm-hmm. and he threw the podium. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you notice that that was a, that was a Judas bullet? Nope. Uh, do you remember the Judas bullets yes. from the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a Judas bullet. Wow! They didn't say it. It was just it had the exact same effect. It, it hit, it drilled, and then it exploded. Huh? Nope, I didn't. I didn't awesome. notice that at all. It was pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> okay, back to Dre. Uh, it was a nice touch that Ada was based on a real person. I wish they would have done more with her, but it helps flesh. Uh, that damn Ratcliffe's mode flesh out that damn Ratcliffe's motives. I agree. <laughs> I agree too. Um, and I think they will do more with her. She's in the framework, right? I don't think they're done with her. I don't think they're done with her either. I think it's possible that her and May are gonna like meet up on an island somewhere in the framework. Hmm. I mean, supposedly there's a whole world in there, so maybe that's. But maybe there's a way that people that are real people can maybe connect with each other in the framework. Maybe in an 80s disco. <laughs> Maybe in an 80s disco. Uh, Black Mirror fans. Uh, and uh, he also says, so Ming-Na Wen got paid just to lay in that pod this week. I need that job. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. That's a pretty sweet job. So, yeah, I just don't know what the framework... Or the fr- Actually, I think uh, Nathaniel Muzzy here has something to say about the framework. Um, nice. So that's a, that's, a, that's a good segue. <laughs> Until I said it was a good segue, and that completely ruined it. Um, so I have... This is Nathaniel Muzzy. So I have some thoughts on the happenings of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 13. I think it's a long shot, but the framework reminds me a lot of the world from the comics. The world was developed in comics to make mutant hunters as part of Weapons Plus and spawned Phantomex, Weapon 13. Uh, I'm wondering if we will see a version of Phantomex created in the series. Also worth mentioning is Phantomex has an AI construct shipped named Eva. Does the name remind anyone, mind you, of anyone in the series? Eva. Ava. Ada? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know what Phantom X is exactly, but it sounds like uh, something to do with the world. And they did they did call this a world. They, they mentioned that he created an entire world, mm-hmm. or Ada had created an entire world inside, with slight improvements. Well, if you're going to recre- recreate it, do it better. So I am. I apologize, Nathaniel. Jeff would probably know more. 
I actually don't know any of that stuff uh, from the X-Men comics, um, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, Eva does kind of sound like Ada. Is there an Eva? E-E-V-A. Is there anything else that he might be mentioning, or is he just talking about Ada? I don't, I don't know. I thought that uh, Hunter died, so. <laughs> you don't, you're fine. You didn't lose all credibility. <laughs> you're fine. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyway, guys, uh, so that's all our feedback. Did you have anything else you want to talk about with this episode? I think we covered it all. Did you? Hmm, let's see. I'm really surprised that Nadir is dead. Yeah? Yeah. I still want her to show up on someone's lawn. That's all I want. Yep. We need if, it, if it doesn't happen, I'll hate the show forever. L- lawn, lawn Nadir. Uh, lawn with a G. For, like, gnome. <laughs> lawn <laughs> Nadir. There you go. Yeah. Nadir. A silent G. Yeah, silent G on Nadir. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> all right guys we will uh I, I, Alyssa probably won't be back with us next week probably not unless you guys just demand it you guys let us know if you just demand more Alyssa and then I'll ask her okay and if you don't then I don't want to hear that no one demanded that I come back <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I'm sure she'll join us again sometime uh but next week hopefully Jeff will be feeling better I hope so me too I hate these sick I know um, well, guys, we're the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. We'll be back with you very soon. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.